Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. Life Logistics here. Uh, we're here to solve all of your problems uh, your queries, your wars, your worries, your miseries. So the mailbag has been bulging once again. So yeah. we'll try and get through as many as we can in the next half an hour or so. Uh, what have we got, first of all? Here's a, a, a regular familiar topic. We've got lots of crow stuff, I should say. We'll get mm. onto that a little bit later on. But here's a one from Max Balfour. Uh, and he says, settle an argument. He doesn't say, please settle an argument, or could you settle an argument? No. He, he commands us. Settle an argument, he says. These people expect, they think that we just work for them. Yeah, fucking hell. And he says, what's the ideal length for a nap? Well, he doesn't put a question mark at the end, so perhaps he's got problems in terms of um, punctuation and just grammar in general. Uh, He says, what's the ideal length for a nap? I say anything more than 30 minutes is just a cheap sleep. Mm. And we've had this before. I think we've covered this before. I I feel you've been very clear about this, Andy. Certainly to me. I I mean, I'm, I'm... You know, this is a question that I asked of you a long time ago, and I think you've been very clear on a number of occasions. It's good to reiterate, though, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, 20 to 25 minutes is what I would call a power nap. It recharges the batteries. Yeah. Uh, you don't go into what I believe is called the REM, the rapid eye movement stage, just before you go into a deep sleep. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's a light sleep. It gets you back where you need to be. What I do is I set the uh, the alarm on my phone for 25 minutes and I allow myself four to five minutes to nod off and then I get that 20-minute power nap and then the alarm goes off. Bang! I'm awake again, strip it back into whatever I was doing. But there's two, like there, DIY. There, there's, only, there's two variables there. One is how confident are you that it's only going to take you four to five minutes to nod off, right? Because mm. sometimes I can go out like a light, but sometimes I mm. lie there for fucking ages. Right, thinking, come on, sleep, sleep, yeah. come on, yeah, nap, 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 nap now, right, and it takes ages, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turbo nap, and um, and then another thing is for this is very me is that it takes me, I cannot finish a sleep of any sort of length mm. and just be up and out afterwards. It takes me really? so, it takes me so long to wake up. Wow, even I, the even a twenty minute. 
even the 20 minute I'll be like I'll, I'll think right I need to make a cup of tea now so you're, you're you go deep straight away Delaney goes deep Delaney when he goes, goes sleep, deep Delaney goes deep yeah every time if it's a Delaney sleep it's bound to be it's deep going deep <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean increasingly I, I just cannot it takes me fucking ages to like wake up in the morning I can be up and out physically yeah. I will appear to be awake but my yeah. mind takes ages and the, and I've got a problem in that my eight year old son he wakes up in the morning in the complete opposite state whereby he mm. wakes up like a man who's just done a massive Hollywood rail of iron filings right <laughs> He is babbling, right, at 100 miles per hour, mostly about football, right? But, like, yeah. like, like, he'll come up and he'll go, Dad, you know it's only three days. Like, this morning's topic was Pele Day. And I went, what the <laughs> is hell there is there a Pele Day? Yeah, there's a Pele Day. He knows Who all these dates. Who came then? I didn't, exactly. And my, <laughs> my, my daughter quite understandably said, why on earth would Pele need a day when he's already got a birthday, right? True. <laughs> and I thought, true. And Len went, well, as if it was really obvious, he went, well, that's the day that he scored his 1,000th goal for Santos. Oh, and no, I thought, Len. oh, this sounds about right. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, Len's still young. He seems to know quite a lot about Pele, but I don't think he's... I think he's still sort of taking it all as, at face value. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know about the lies. He doesn't I mean, know when, that, when Pe- you, when that Pele you... is the world's biggest bullshitter. When you're Pele, though, surely every day is fucking Pele a day. Isn't it? Hey, happy like, day. I'm Pele again. Happy Come Pele on. day. And every day he makes up a statistic that is relevant to that day. <laughs> Today is the day that marks the time I scored <laughs> a, a hat-trick of overhead kicks against <laughs> against a Mars 11 of aliens who came down and tried to conquer <laughs> Earth. But I saw them off. <laughs> Fucking Pele. I didn't know there was a Pele there. No, Quickly to get back to what you were saying there about the, the confidence of fo- falling asleep in four or five minutes. It's it's not a hard and fast rule. If I find I'm 10 minutes into the allocated 25 minutes and I'm not falling asleep, I'll just reset the alarm. Because right. I'll, I'll find within 10 minutes I'm drifting off. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not gone, if I'm not under... Within 10 minutes, I'm almost there. I'll just set the alarm again, another 25 minutes, and I know I'll go. Do you have any bra- Do you have any brain techniques to help you ease into sleep? Do you have your own Dawson version of counting sheep? I, I, I just try and just try and switch everything off. Just I try love and that clear thing. your mind. You, it's really hard to clear your mind, but I love when your thoughts begin to warp slightly. Yeah, and then and you, you sometimes start notice that dream it. State. And yeah, you, think, you notice oh, it, yeah. That's a weird thought. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why but did then, that just happen? Yeah, but then I get overexcited. I think, oh, here comes sleep. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm awake yeah. again. And then you're right. Exactly. I know that. Uh, you just described that very well. That is exactly what I experience quite a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I tend to think through football matches, but quite dull ones in quite excessive, right. boring detail. So even if it's a game and the ball goes off the pitch and a ball boy chases the ball, but he, yeah. he drops it and then the player's standing there waiting for it to be thrown back. All those boring bits. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm not I, enough here. Yeah. I think I think them all out and that usually does the job. Yeah, Either that that's or... Good. Here's another one I've had since I was a kid. And I don't know why it works, but I, I picture loads of commuters' feet getting on and off trains. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. 
I don't know why, but if I saw so that, the- that harks back to when you were small and that was kind of all you could see when you were getting off the trains yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of them. Mm. And, um, yeah, that seems to help. But anyway, uh, you know, any other techniques for getting to sleep, I suppose we're interested. Send them. Yeah. They've got to be good, yeah. though. We, we, yeah, send them in and then we'll decide if we're interested. Yeah. Um, I've got an email from Luke Nichols, the title of which is Doc Off Bees. Right. He says, hi, cunts. I have a working from home problem for you. I have a desk set up in my bedroom to work from home with a window facing the back garden. Due to the heat at the moment, it's always nice to crack the window open. The problem is my garden is full of big fucking dock-off bees. What are dock-off bees, mate? I don't know. I'll have to Google that. They're the size of golf balls. Bullshit. Fucking hell. I know they mean no harm, but one of them got into the room and I completely lost it. I am now not. Talk- I wish he'd go. He doesn't go into more detail about that. I want to know how he lost it. <laughs> I am now torn between being cool and being safe. If I buy a fan, does that mean the cunts have won? <laughs> Do they then own my back garden? Cheers, platinum cunter Luke. <clears throat> well, there's a lot to unpick here. Um, first of all, what a dock off bees. Don't know. Andy's researching that as we speak. Uh, they do mean harm. A bee, a, a bee will um, definitely sting you, given half the chance. Even though it knows that yeah. it will die if it does so, it doesn't care. Um, so the sting I, is important, isn't it? I can it, understand. It, it, I can understand your. Uh, I can understand uh, your I, dilemma here and your find. anxiety about these big bees. Um, and I, if it was me, I would definitely. I wouldn't be able to focus on my work properly if I was forever thinking that a bee was coming in. So I would buy a fan. In fact, I I would mm. think about getting one of those um, Dyson fans, Andy. What are them? What's good you, about them? I don't know. There, have you seen them? No. <laughs> well, they're very space age. You know Dyson, right? Yeah. And uh, I know he's like a bit of a cunt and all that, but. Um, I do have a Dyson hand um, a vacuum cleaner, which I asked for for a present right. one year for my birthday from my sister-in-law, yeah. who always gets me fucking good presents, right? Much right. to my brother's annoyance. <laughs> 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 right? So she'll he'll not acknowledge my birthday, my brother Cass, but his wife oh, will course, always... Cass, yeah. <laughs> but my, his, his wife will always go, ah, what would you like for your birthday, right? Really well in advance. Like she's one of those people who's super considerate about birthdays. So I will always purposefully, because I know it's half his money, ask for something (laughs) like a little bit of a piss take. Do you know what I mean? Like most people ask me at my age, I go, I don't know, fucking whatever, get me a pair of socks, I don't care. But when it's her, I go, I ask for something big. So And I ask it and I'm very definite as well. I don't say, oh, maybe she goes to me, what would you like for your birthday? In this particular year, I said, I want a Dyson handheld vacuum cleaner, mm. right? And she just went, all right. And then when I get it, which again, he knows nothing about, I will take a picture of it and send it to him. And I'll go, look at this. What do you think of this? And he'll go, yeah, so what? And I'll go, you fucking you. bought me that, cunt. And he'll go, what? How much did that cost? And then I'll look up how much it cost and sell it. <laughs> uh, this all goes back to the Baileys, doesn't it? The bottle of Baileys. Exactly. It does, it does go back to that when he bought me that Baileys. Yeah. 
And um, another one like last year, do you know what I asked for? A luxury blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just like look around when she asks me, I want to give a really quick response. And I was like, she asked me when I was at her house and I was sat on on the sofa and they had a really nice blanket on the sofa that was very soft to the touch. I don't know what material it was, mate, but it was like... Velour. Yeah, it was fucking soft (laughs) and it felt expensive. And she went, what do you want? And I just quickly looked around thinking, look, look for something expensive. And I just, I said, this blanket's nice. I wouldn't mind something like this. One of them. And she went, all right. Hey, got me a really expensive blanket. I want one like this. I know. And better. Anyway, so I've got that. But I would say word of warning about the Dyson um, handheld vacuum cleaner. Fucking mm. hell. It looks good because it looks like something out of Buck Rogers, right? Yeah. Um, it's quite powerful when you use it and it's handy to have a handheld thing. But fuck me, right? You will get about three seconds suction out of it before you have to recharge the cunt. It's one of those. <laughs> it, like, you're just recharging it constantly. It's it's all for cotton or knickers, isn't it? Exactly. You just go, <coughs> you'll go, oh, look, here's some, someone spilled some sugar puffs on the floor, for example. Yeah. Right, that's a bad example because you'd sleep them up with a dustpan and brush. But let's say I've been doing the some... Langer. Was Yeah. Say I've been doing some glass smashing indoors. I know that sounds crazy, but... Wild. Right. And after the major shards have been cleared up, there's some little dusty bits, right? Yeah. This would be it. Right, I'll just get the old Dyson out. Oh, it's run out of batteries. Charge it up. Two hours later. Oh, it's charged again. Oh, it's run out again. You'd be there for fucking weeks. Anyway, I've seen... that's not a recommendation. I've seen these Dyson fans and they don't have they're silent pretty much because they don't have the actual twirly fan bit oh right okay they're they're an upright stand up bit of plastic and it's like a a circle right and when you switch Mm. it on it just emits cold air or warm air I suppose it's almost Um, like portable aircon yeah a lot of people uh, rate those so anyway I've got you know, recently I bought some gym equipment for the house because I yes. wasn't going to go out anymore. Yeah. But I got a fan as well because obviously when you, you, you're doing stuff That's indoors, great. you get Point a, a fan at your sweaty. face while you're on the treadmill is a really good idea. <clears throat> here's the here's, This fan cannot be beaten. It's from Screwfix. Right. It is the HF45B 18-inch industrial floor fan. Screwfix. It's got three fix. speed settings. Say it again because I'm Googling it. <clears throat> HF-45B. Yeah, I love the name. Yeah. Industrial floor fan. Just put that and it'll come up straight away. It's got a great name. It's the yeah. kind you'll see on stage when you go to see a band. And it looks nice. It looks nice cool. too. I was expecting it to look ugly, yeah. but it actually looks quite cool it, in a retro a industrial way. Classic. Well, it is an industrial floor fan, isn't it? And it's quite cheap. Suitable for thirty-four ninety-nine, Sam. Thirty-four yeah. ninety-nine. Suitable for workplaces, shops, garages, and other commercial settings. It's got three speeds. If you put it on the highest speed, you could probably blow a toddler over with it. If right. you put it on setting one, it's sufficient. Setting three is like a fucking wind tunnel. Unreal. It how is much, incredible. How much floor space does it take up? Um, that. Well, does it not say? It doesn't. It takes up quite a bit. Its width is, it doesn't say it, it says depth 200 millimetres, 20 centimetres. Oh, that's all right. doesn't take up that much space. Listen to this, right? That's 34.99 on Screwfix, right? Mm. This Dyson one I was talking about, it's 339 quid. 
and it doesn't actually look as nice as your one. Your one like looks much cooler, I think. So fuck the only Dyson. difference will be that yours is noiseless, whereas yeah. this one does make a bit of noise. But so fuck you, it's yeah, reassuring. Sounds industrial, so it makes you yeah, feel exactly. Even though we are just men who podcast and write things for a living, it makes, us, yeah. it, it makes us feel as if we are real men working in an industrial environment. With an industrial fan, yeah, men of industry. Like our forefathers, yeah. you know, hearing mm. all, the, the soundtrack to their daily life was the grind and whir of machinery. Yeah. Mm. Even they didn't have fans, though, I don't think. They might have had some ceiling fans, <laughs> but it was mostly about toil and other, sweat. Other machines, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's something in it. So uh, where, where, how did we get to that? Why was that? He's asked us what to do. What we're saying is buy a fan, get the fan Andy's <clears throat> just recommended. Oh, it was the bees, wasn't it? Let the bees win. Don't think of it as a victory for the bees. Think of it as you are part <clears throat> of nature's wonderful and complex ecosystem, right? You are just one part of that. There is no reason for you to think of yourself as superior or inferior to any of the other elements, right? We are all just cogs in one gigantic beautiful wheel right um yeah adapt to the situation with the bees let the bees go about their business close the window get a fucking 34 pound 99 fan from screw fix and go about your business so while they're collecting their um what do you call it what do they turn into honey uh, pollen uh, pollen isn't it yeah so let them Nectar, collect, something let, like let that them fucking go and collect the pollen while you do your work, whatever that is. I notice you haven't mentioned what your work is, um, <clears throat> but that's your business, I suppose. I suppose it is. It would be good to be informed of that so we can make more of an uh, informed decision. Mm. Uh, dock more off of bees judgment. don't seem to exist. I think, he's, he, I think he's just trying to say fuck off bees right, without saying fuck Oh, fuck off bees, yeah. Um, but I've got bees. I've got bees outside my back door, just above the back door in the brickwork there's a circular hole and two years ago we had bees who were using it as a I don't do they call it a hive they were using it as a youth club <laughs> basically a youth club yeah and there was loads of them in there I don't know what they were doing in there but they were going in and out all fucking day long never you fucking looked, mind what we're doing yeah. in there it's bee business don't you try having a look either or sting your fucking eye off <laughs> this is fucking we're private for bee you. business right you stick to your human business we'll stick to our fucking bee business and that way we can all get along just fine jalapeño quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jalapeño. And that's the point I was going to make. They never came in the house. That one, one or two over the whole of the two months where they were using it came in where they got a bit lost. Because sometimes you see them coming in and they're really fat and they're drowsy because they're, they're carrying so much uh, honey. honey. Yeah, whatever it is, honey in their guts. <laughs> they carry, they've got so much honey in their guts that they can't. Their tracking system's fucked, and they can't find the hole. And one of them was They're trying to get into the air honey. brick that was below it, pissed up on honey. Yeah, but I looked it up, and apparently they don't come back the year after. And sure enough, they didn't. This year, year three, they're back again Weird. with a vengeance. Fucking hell! I went up. And it's in, like I went up into it's him. like yeah. It's like an international airport. You sit in the garden and you watch them coming in and going out constantly. Filling it up with honey. And when they're gone, when they're done, sort of late summer, I'm just going to get a paintbrush and stick the non-brush end in and just scoop out all the honey and eat it off the end. Ah, lovely. Like a hungry bear. And then the the joke will be on them. I'm having that for free, cunts. Yeah, thanks, cunts. (laughs) See you in two years. Because they usually earn commission from the honey companies, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's a tender Tender yeah. system, isn't it? But if you get it straight from the source, that's it. You're cutting it, all of them out. Yeah. I think the honey company come along end of the summer and they'll do what I'm going to do. They've got like a, a some kind of metal scrape, device. A and honey scraper, it yeah. And chuck, chuck it in the back of their honey van. But another way they do it, which is actually really bad, industrial honey farming. I don't know. I saw a really a Netflix documentary about industrial honey farming mm. and it put me off honey yeah. for life. What they really? do is they catch all of the fattened up bees and Mm. they sedate them like using a gas and Mm. then they literally just cut all of them open in a like like a bee abattoir and they just remove the honey directly from their gut from their bee guts they just squirt it out can't they They squirt it directly into the squeezy bottle that you get your honey in yeah or jar but I would never get a jar of honey. I assume they'd just squeeze it straight out of their arseholes, but I suppose you'll get, like, bee shit mixed in as well then. Yeah, and it, well, it's just quicker to cut them open. It's more humane to squeeze it out of their arseholes because then they can still live, but you can get more out more quickly if you just split open their bee guts and get, <laughs> get it out like that. And I just, I saw that, and it was actually in Spain, yeah. these huge fucking industrial honey yeah. factories in Spain, and I just thought, no, I'm not eating fucking honey anymore. I think they make marmalade out of it, don't they? Yeah, as well. they do, yeah. Because that's, that's, marmalade's just honey and oranges, it's isn't it? It's just oranges, and of course, that's where they make all the oranges as well out in Spain. Exactly, yeah. So, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, but that's the way other cultures treat their bees. So, they are now the, uh, the honey equivalent of a vegetarian, almost, because you've been appalled by what you've seen. Well, you know real vegans don't eat honey. That's actually so true. Not. Yeah, unlike all the other stuff yeah. I've just said, they're fucking really judgy about honey. Because <laughs> I was speaking to right. an old mate of mine the other day and he told me, I hadn't seen him for years, and he was revealing, we were having an update, and I was like, right, tell me everything you've done since I last saw you 18 <laughs> years ago. It. Quickly, I haven't got much time. Tell me about your personal... Bullet points. Tell me about your personal nutrition. How has it changed <laughs> since the 90s? <laughs> and he said, I am, I'm a ve- and I'm a vegan. And I went... Are you quite serious? I'm a vegan. No, I eat honey. And he went, and he lives in Brighton, your favourite place, right? Yeah. And the um, 
there's that's like the capital of veganism you know everyone's a fucking vegan down there right yeah and he's very badly judged for being someone who claims to be vegan but still eats honey Oh, right, has he been shunned? Yeah, you're, you're, you're hard... By the vegan community. Your hardcore ones are like, you eat fucking honey, you murderous, bee-killing cunt. Yeah. It's like that kid who was on The Simpsons who Lisa Simpson had a crush on, and he was a level five vegan. He doesn't eat anything that casts a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's bees taken care of then, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Was there anything else we need to add to that? But yeah, the bee, my bees never come in. So you can coexist quite happily with the bees. And if a bee comes in your room, all you've got to do is get a glass and, you know, something like an envelope and catch it against the window and, you know, send it back out again. You're talking... Sake, I, that's it's, the it's same challenge. That's the same way you deal with ghosts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You can, got to be a glass, though, not a colander. You can catch a ghost... You can get out through a colander. Catch a ghost in a, in a glass quite easily. You can. Uh, uh, we've got Mike Goodall here. He says, logistical analysis required, please. Excellent use of the word please there. Mm. Uh, I have on occasion given my eight-year-old boy Biscoffs at breakfast time when he's had his honey on toast. Honey again. Whoa. Honey on toast. What kind of a start of the day is that? Fucking hell. Honey on toast. That's a bit into... Honey on toast. That's quite a common That's... breakfast, mate. Is it? Yeah. Marmalade on toast, I'd say, yeah. No. Oh. oh, you see, I'm working class from the north. Oh. We never had honey on toast. Oh, mate, uh, down here, it's just, like, yeah, very I standard. I mean, yeah. when I was, when I was uh, you know, young, my mum would just drip it from a spoon directly into my mouth. Just squeeze it out of a bee's arse straight onto your toast. <laughs> <laughs> we were swimming in the shit in the south in the 80s. Oh, my God, in the 80s boom time. Yeah, we were swimming in it. We'd bathe in the stuff. Um, in their honey. No, we do. Some, we do have. I give breakfast honey to my children. Not every breakfast day. Honey. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right. Fair it's enough. A different world down here, mate. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I think that's what makes this podcast work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's at the heart of it. It is. Yeah. Uh, when he's had his he's honey on toast and he's still hungry, it's not very filling then. He says, would you endorse Biscoff as an any time of day type bridging snack? Oh, yeah. Or is it strictly a mid-morning stroke afternoon thing? I, it's got to be any time, really. Whenever you feel like a Biscoff, have a Biscoff. Yeah, but don't get into the habit of having them every day. Like my mum, a while ago, about a year ago or something, um, she's always obsessing over her weight. She always has done. And she's always telling me about a new crackpot diet that she's on, you mm. know. And I just like, Mum, I don't care. Stop talking about it. And then, is, is this? Do you think to to win the heart of the the member of the searchers? Who she? No, because he's a he's a homosexual anyway. So he is. But do you not think she thinks she can turn him? He did. Down? Did I tell you about like the thing that I think one of the reasons that she thinks yes she can, even though she's <laughs> married, right? She, but she yeah. doesn't really care about her husband, right? But she she um have they not got a list? Ah, oh, no, I hate things like that. Yeah, well, imagine, <laughs> imagine if you did that, and then one of the people you mentioned on the list was someone who you actually knew personally. Yeah. It'd be disgusting, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah. number one, number one, uh, down the off license. Number two, Num- uh, that works in Blockbuster. Number, t- number two, your your sister, <laughs> yeah, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, not that I find your mum attractive. It's just more like it'd be a great story, wouldn't it, to tell the lads. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, but she she told me that, oh, in the morning, she went, I always, you know, I get myself a cup of tea and I go back to bed and I just have, you know, before breakfast or anything, I have my tea and my biscuit. And I went, Mm. a fucking biscuit before breakfast in bed every day. She was like, Mm. yeah. She goes, oh, no, no, nothing fancy, just a rich tea, as if that doesn't count Mm. as a biscuit. And I'm like, yeah, mum. You'll get fucking diabetes. I mean, you can't be eating a biscuit every fucking day in bed. You as can't your get diabetes snack. from a rich tea, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man. If you're eating a fucking sugary biscuit every day as part of your routine in bed before yeah. you do anything else, that is indicative of a bad diet that could lead to mm. trouble, especially if you're an old woman like she is. And so I... I, I lectured her on it like a complete wanker and now she claims she doesn't do it anymore but I can tell she just says that because she's just like oh fucking Sam will start lecturing me again the dickhead about me fucking mm, biscuits I guess I mean me granddad me granddad used to do that he'd have a cup of tea and a ginger snap first thing in the morning as soon as he got out of bed before he had any kind of regular breakfast yeah and a ginger snap you know there's quite a bit of sugar in them they're very similar and, uh, to Biscoffs, aren't they? Ginger snaps. Yeah, and he—he, he, I mean, he lived long. He—he he lasted till he was, uh, oh, what was he? About seventy-four. <laughs> That's not long, mate. Then, That's the biscuit. The for, ginger snaps did for him. And then he went like a light from a heart attack. Bang, gone. Bang, done. So on yeah. done by my fucking ginger snaps. I'm—I want to tell you. I want to tell you before I die. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I've had a I've had a ginger snap every morning of my adult life, right? And yeah, fine, that might be why I'm dying now, right? But if I have a time again, I wouldn't change a thing. Sure, I could have lived without fucking ginger snaps and had another extra five years in a fucking home, right? Shitting through a tube. But what kind of a life would that have been? I'd, I'd happily exactly. go out early with a fucking yeah. belly full of ginger snaps. Yeah, I'd leave you all to pick up the mess in my financial dealings. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of fucking, the amount of dough I fucking spunked on ginger snaps over the years is not worth thinking about. Only you <laughs> are going to have to up. think about it. Uh, You're going to have to remortgage your fucking arseholes to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean a Biscoff, a Biscoff's just a Farley's Rusk, I think. Mm. And it can be it can be used to augment any kind of meal at any time of the day. I've just bought the ones that's got the Belgian chocolate on. Oh yeah, I bought them yesterday. Where I haven't from? tried them yet. Where from? Sainsbury's. Okay, I've got, got I've in. got to get my good wife to look into this more about the Biscoffs available in Sainsbury's because she's claiming she hasn't seen this stuff. I'm starting to mistrust her. Mm. Anyway. Well, you, you, it's online, isn't it? Do you not do the online shop and get it delivered? Have a look. Yeah, she yeah. does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, website. That's what I'm saying. Well, you have a look then, nah, journalist. that's her job. Oh. No, it, no. There we go. No. I don't want oh. it to sound like this is a sexist setup. It does. We it have, does. We have a division of labour, right? All right, okay. Yeah. Like, for instance, who fucking does the kitchen floor every day, right? And, yeah, and the surfaces, right? And and yeah. does all the living room every morning, plumping p- cushions and so forth, right? Do you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Muggins here, right? <laughs> she, meanwhile, is taking care of the Sainsbury's shop. So, Well, it wouldn't hurt you just to have a look and email her a link. Ha- I will have a look. FYI. Yeah. FYI. Yeah, send her a link. Yeah, because the thing that I'm really after is the Biscoff Kit Kats. 
Oh yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's what I went looking yeah, for. They, they didn't, didn't have, have them. them. Okay. No. Uh, talking of my good wife, who um, you may or may not know, is half Hungarian. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We've got an email here which caught my eye called Hungarian Crows Life Logistics from Alex. Brilliant. Uh, All bases covered there. I yeah. think. Good morning, Nifty and Just Andy. My Hungarian girlfriend, moved in just before lockdown, equals poor logistics, repeatedly tells the story (laughs) of her Hungarian grandfather befriending crows and keeping them as pets, a skill he learned as a prisoner of war in Russia during World War II. Amazing. She tells stories of her childhood where crows would come to family parties, (laughs) land on people's heads, follow them to shops and generally be centre of attention. <laughs> All right, cunts. Sorry, we're does late. He mention, does he mention if the grandfather had an industrial fan while he was a prisoner of war? I don't know. He probably trained the crows to just flap their wings at him like yeah. like fans, crow fans. Yeah. Um, she also tells the story of one particular crow that stole sockets from her dad's socket set while he was fixing <laughs> the car. The sockets were only discovered when the gutters blocked during a storm and a full set of sockets were found blocking that the drain pipe, the downpipe. <laughs> I'm having these. I'm going to put them in your fucking <laughs> down your downpipe. I'll store them down there for a rainy fucking day. I can't fit day. them in my guts, but I'll put them down the downpipe <laughs> oh, for later bit, on. They're a bit tough, these sockets. I thought they'd be delicious, but they're a bit chewy. I'll just uh, I'll fucking store them down there instead. I can, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can bullshit on these stories. But should I call the girlfriend out? Oh, I call bullshit on these stories, she says. But Ooh. should I call the girlfriend out on this? Nifty, is this a Hungarian thing? I know you have contacts. <laughs> should I warn her that these crows were likely communist and or East German spies? Are they likely to still be spying on us? She also claims her granddad had a pet wolf during the war. <laughs> <laughs> just, as a, just as an afterthought there. Yeah. He also um, had a pet wolf. Basically, he's written, keep it cunty, Alex, from somewhere near Reading. I don't want to give my exact location away, just in case the girlfriend's English improves and she starts listening to Top Flight Time Machine and hears this. Very unlikely. But, right, all I can do is give you my Hungarian insights. Yeah. First of all, it's unlike Hungarians don't tend to bullshit. They're very, they tend to be quite straightforward people honest people yeah yeah sort of like they don't d- dilly dally with the silliness of mm. bullshit just for self-entertainment they're very Fork. pragmatic people so uh and so that's one thing another thing is is that they're fucking strange right don't forget in hungary right they don't have some do you know they reckon do you know what they tell kids deliver the fucking presents i've said this before when we were talking about krampus they reckon right. they tell kids that the baby Jesus delivers all the presents on Christmas Eve. Wow! And that there's this little a little baby. There's a fucking baby that somehow flying baby. I don't know how it gets about, right? Fucking dragging itself <laughs> along the streets of Budapest, <laughs> dumping fucking toys on kids' doorsteps. Anyway, it's a. I, I tell you what, right? It's a fucking tremendously strange place. Um, yeah. But. Uh, so the thing about tr- having crow family or a pet wolf is all totally believable. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred percent. That is the sort of shit that goes down in Hungary. Yeah. Crows turning up to family parties. Yeah. That would just be like, I mean, I've been to plenty of family dues in fucking Hungary 
And if, uh, listen, if a load of crows suddenly arrived and just fucking landed and started making themselves at home and no one back yeah. in the island just said, oh, these are our crow fat relatives, I would not, yeah. I'm I'm seasoned enough in my in dealing with Hungarians that I would just think, yeah, normal. They've just... Good. <laughs> like when I first was going there, when I was a young man, I'd have been like going to my wife, my girlfriend, what the fuck's this? What are these fucking crows doing it? This is fucking madness. <laughs> And she'd have Get been to the airport. She'd be going, no, no, I know it seems weird, but like, it's it's good. Don't worry about it. This always happens. Whereas now, I've been going there twenty years. I'm just like, yeah, bunch of crows, normal. <laughs> Listen, mate, hungry's so strange that if those crows all of a sudden just transformed in a puff of smoke into humans uh, and began <laughs> speaking to us in Hungarian accents, yeah. I'd just again, I'd be like, yeah, normal. Yeah, like it, there's yeah. even magical stuff goes on there that I that doesn't surprise me anymore. <laughs> so what I would say is I don't think it's bullshit. Um, were mm. they communist or East German spies? You don't need to warn her about that. They are on alert for com. I don't know about the East Germans, but they're on alert for communist <clears throat> spies at all times. Um, yeah. So they don't if you know they'd be all over that. They you know they're not naive people. The Hungarians. <laughs> Um, so yeah. I would say, I think- mate, as far-fetched as it sounds, I've had much more dealings with Hungarians than you have, and this all is totally, I would say, checks out. I mean, I would say it to Alex, you know, it's, it's, it, this relationship, as you've mentioned, is in its infancy. Strap in, mate, because it's going to get a lot wilder. It will get fucking madder than that. Much madder. <laughs> all right, good stuff. That's <laughs> Life Logistics for this week. Um, get your queries and shit in for next week. Uh, email address is contact, contact at, at tftimemachine.com yeah. or you can tweet them to us using the Life Logistics hashtag. You must use the hashtag <laughs> or we'll not see them. Yeah. Or we'll forget to check the hashtag and ignore them like we have done this week. Uh, that's it. Uh, keep a cunty, etc., etc. TTFN, dickheads. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.